0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jesus and Whatnot podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Mays, and today we're talking about everybody's favorite topic to discuss, but not to really live in, singleness. Now my opinions about singleness might not be (laughs) very mainstream and that's okay because everybody's entitled to their own opinion, myself included. I think just an overview. I think singleness is a beautiful thing. It's a very lovely season to be in, especially if you're a Christian because it gives you the opportunity to do things that are a lot harder to do when you're in a relationship. Um, and so in this episode, I really want to share my thoughts on it and then ask questions towards the end about like what do y'all think? How do y'all feel about it, all those things and stuff? Have you ever considered anything that I mentioned in the episode and things like that? So why be single in the first place? Well something that I wanted to mention um to kind of support my thoughts on why being single is a good thing for a time or for a more substantial season of your life of well our lives I don't want to make it seem like it's not a collective experience to come into the world not in a relationship um so why be single? I want to start by saying that so far as we know, Jesus was single for the entirety of his life, which it's hard for me to look at his life and feel like, yeah, seeing him do well, reading about him doing miracles in the Bible days. That's all great. You know, yeah. Saving humanity. That's awesome. But like, where your wife at? no. <laughs> I can't really approach scripture with that type of heart posture of like, yeah, Lord, you did all this great stuff. Yeah. You saved my soul and everything. But like, where was your lover? You know, like where your girlfriend at? No, Mm -mm. but uh, I've yet to hear a sermon taught about, or taught mentioning that Jesus was a single man for all of his life and was satisfied in the work that he was doing for the Lord because God was with him. So back to the question at hand, why be single? I feel like it gives you a beautiful opportunity to heal in God's presence alone. Because I think when you're with somebody, relationships really do expose all the things that you didn't address when you were single, which is probably a hard thing to hear. I'm sorry if I hurt somebody's feelings, but I don't want to be on your line to y'all. Like it's it's hard to love somebody when you haven't done the work yourself to like maybe go to therapy if you need that, or like be open with people close to you about things that you've experienced and bring to the surface slowly the things that you don't want to be ripped open and exposed in relationship you know so singleness is a a beautiful time to allow the lord to slowly bring out of you all the things that you don't want to just pour out on people or lash out from that hurt space also I think it's really important to learn how to love God first because relationship with him is something that's just, it's different than relationship with people because, you know, people are people like God is perfect. And I'm not sure if many people make the statement, but it's like, if you're a Christian and you desire to be married, yeah. Like that's all fine and good. But our first love is Christ. Like Does that make sense? Like our first developed relationship that should be handled in a semi-romantic sense, I think should be with the Lord because God is perfect and he already loves us completely. And anything that he says really is to our benefit, even if it is uncomfortable. And so I think learning to love God who's already perfect is really crucial before you try to learn to love somebody else. Because you know, lo- loving people is necessary because that's like what we're supposed to do as believers, which is all fine and good. But loving people is so much harder than loving God sometimes, at least for myself, because people are not perfect. <laughs> People didn't love us first. People people can have ill intentions when they say things to us. And so to love God first and to allow his love for us to change us and make us capable of loving in a way that's sustainable. It's, a, it's not only a beautiful process, but it's a necessary thing if we're going to do the work of loving our neighbors and eventually loving our spouses um, for the rest of our lives. That's what I think. Also, something that th- this is really going to be episode full of very unpopular opinions, and that's Okay that's okay. You are more than welcome to disagree. Um, I think if more people spent time in their singleness, not worried about being in a relationship, then there would be more healthy relationships. (laughs) And I say that because, okay, when you're in a relationship with God and you're in his word and you're in his presence and you're living for him, he will change you slowly over time. And changes that happen slowly over time are more long lasting than instant things, right? And we see that in different ways in our life. So after the Lord has changed you in certain ways and all those things, and he allows you to partner up with another human being, the short temper that you had when you and the Lord first like started building y'all's relationship that short temper may no longer be there which is a great thing because people be getting on folks nerves people be getting on our nerves let me say we and our and us because I can't like I'm excluded you know people get on my nerves all the time you know people are not perfect people make mistakes people hurt us intentionally And unintentionally and say hurtful things sometimes and then come back and apologize, but it's hard to accept apologies sometimes because it's like, "Ah, are you gonna do this thing? Are you gonna do this thing to me again? Like, what are we even doing? So where was I even going with that? Sorry, y'all. Learning to love God first and healing are very um, important aspects of singleness. And it's a lot easier, I think, to heal and learn to love God when it's just you and the Lord instead of trying to do that and then having to pour out the love that you just received onto another imperfect human being, human being, um, who may or may not be having a bad day. So... You know, that's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, those are kind of some pros and cons. Also, I wonder, Do (laughs) I had this thought a few months ago about how my initial desire for marriage and having a family and all that good stuff came out of a place of lack instead of a place of abundance. And what I mean is like, what's the difference? The difference is loving from a place of lack is like saying, oh, I want to love somebody because if I love them hard enough, then they'll love me back. Instead of loving out of a place of abundance, which says stuff like, okay, I want to love somebody out of the fullness of the love in my heart because the Lord has already filled me. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't ask questions in the comments under the Instagram post at the Jesus and whatnot podcast on Instagram, don't have a Twitter yet, but hey, we're working on it. But yeah, you see what I'm saying? Um, loving out of a place of abundance is not. A thing that humans do naturally. Like, I feel like a lot of us have been taught by different things in media that love looks like roses and flowers. Well, the roses are flowers, which is what I'm saying like flowers and fancy dinners and trips out the country and stuff like that. And that's great. That's beautiful. Awesome. That's cool. Some of us think love looks like going out and doing all the things and stuff or just. Sitting down with somebody and spend time together, which is also a great thing to do. But sometimes love looks like sacrifice. And it might not be something major. It might be, hey, I'm gonna let you pick what Netflix show we watching tonight. Um, look, look like, Hey, I know that you're wrong in this argument, but I'm going to choose not to yell at you because I don't enjoy being yelled at either. And I don't want to treat you in a way that I wouldn't want you to treat me. So you're sacrificing your flesh in that moment and saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to hurt you for me to be right, which is a painful thing to do, especially when you know somebody is wrong. But yeah, love looks like, in a way, doing what Jesus did. Love looks like sacrificing our flesh or, in a way, putting our flesh on the altar of our lives and saying, Lord, I want to handle this situation in this type of way. But I know you would be much more pleased if I handled it your way. So I'm going to lay my flesh down and operate in the spirit. And it becomes so much easier to operate in the spirit when you are in the Lord's presence. And it's just, y'all too, which is wild because like if more people spent their singleness in God's presence and allowing him to love on them and show them who they really are and surrender the parts of themselves that need no longer be there. When you get into a relationship later on, if that is part of the Lord's calling of your life. We'll talk about the call of singleness in a minute. When you do get in a relationship, then it's much easier than it could have been to pour out from a whole place, to pull out of a full cup, to um, love people the way that God loves them and to love the person you're in a relationship with in a way that not only you desire to love them, like not only just to love them well, but to love them in a way that they best receive love, you know? So yeah. Um, Something else I wanted to mention, this may or may not be the last thing we talk about today, but the call to singleness. The call to singleness is when the Lord purposes you, well, gives you a purpose that does not involve marriage, but that's not a bad thing. And let me explain why. Like I said earlier, Jesus was single and that's okay. Like he was, he's our example. And people who also live a life that's called to singleness are evidence that the Lord is not only a provider, but is one who will truly keep us in every situation, even in a situation that we didn't even desire to have. Um, Quick story time, saying all that made me think about, I was in New York back in 2019 um, for a mission trip and I'm trying to think, where was I going with that? Okay, so basically we're at the Missionary Center we had just got back from doing street evangelism and most of the girls wanted to like go out on the town, all those good things. And it wound up just being myself and my friend Ashley, who stayed behind and everything. And I had this running joke, just me trying to make light of a tough situation of like, Oh, what if I meet my husband while we're in New York, that'd be crazy. Right. Ha ha. And (laughs) Ashley, if you ever listen to this, I love you. I'm so glad you said this, but I was not trying to hear it at the moment. Um, She put her hand on my shoulder, y'all. And she was like, Sid, you know marriage isn't promised right. And on the inside, it felt like I could hear my heart shattering in like 10,000 little pieces. And I was just like, dang. uh." But that night, something very necessary happened. I asked myself, um, is God enough for me? And my honest answer was no at the time. And in that moment I realized, Oh, my concept of all that God is, is completely skewed. This is not okay. Because in my head, I knew that the Lord like can do anything that he is greater than anything that he's created, which he's, he's created everything. So he is greater than anything that was created um, in the earth, beneath the earth, above the earth, all that good stuff. Like I knew that in my mind that he can, that he can satisfy my soul. But in my heart, I didn't believe that yet. And I didn't realize it until somebody told me that marriage is not promised and so from that day forward I decided to like deepen my relationship with God so that I will be able to truly believe the statement that the Lord is enough for me personally and I'm proud to say I've gotten to a point where I believe that so I mean however he decides for me to spend the duration of my life I will be content with him not out of a place of like oh You know, yeah, I'm single, but at least I have Jesus. Side note, why do we do that to people? Like, what is it with people in general kind of downplaying how whole you can be in Christ? I don't get that because God is more than anything he is better than everything and when you're in a relationship with him and you talk to him constantly like you see that and it's like why do people treat it like Jesus is a last resort like God is not a side piece you know it's it's wild because in my experience of like third wheeling with my friends who are non-believers it's funny because they would joke on me so much about like well say at least you have jesus and i'm just like i would feel so bad but it's like you are right <laughs> you right i do have jesus and when you look at it from a standpoint of god being better than everything it's like that's nothing to be ashamed of at all ever like not a bit if i am called to singleness i know i'm gonna be okay because god is greater than anything or anyone that I could ever have and um side note I know we're taking a whole bunch of tangents but it's just how i talk y'all um I was thinking about it and it's like hold on i'm still recording I am okay I was thinking about it and how people put Relationships and marriage, especially on this high pedestal. But it's like when you say you want to be married, you're literally saying that you desire to have to die to yourself for another human being who is also imperfect, who Jesus had to die to save. Like, do you know that that's what you're asking for? Because dying to yourself isn't easy when you single and it's only going to be harder when you have to do that for an imperfect person like dying to yourself to do what god told you to do when it's just y'all too is already hard <laughs> but doing that for somebody else who may or may not have a relationship with god that looks like yours at all don't even get me started that could be another 30 minutes on this episode like it's not an easy thing loving anybody is hard loving god is a hard thing to do because it's not just loving him because he's perfect in every way and loving him because like of all that he can do and has done for us and because he's holy but also desire uh but also desires to be in relationship with his people it's not just loving him for who he is it's loving him in action because like everybody want to say on instagram and twitter and facebook love is an action word but it's interesting because as christians we don't be actioning (laughs) sometimes we do not do the action that goes with loving god or with loving people which is why singleness is so important because it feels like, especially if the Lord has promised marriage to you, or if he hasn't directly promised it, if he's given you the desire in your heart to be a husband or wife, then you need to practice. (laughs) And singleness is a great time to do that because it's really you and the Lord and your community and that's it. And you have people around you who love you and can rebuke you gently when you don't do everything right. Because once again, we're human beings, born in sin, shaped in iniquity, all that good stuff. And sometimes people got to tell us that we messed up, you know, and that's okay. Like you have to learn at some point to take constructive criticism because when your spouse does it, if you didn't handle that part of you that gets easily offended, I'm speaking for myself also. <laughs> when we don't handle the parts of ourselves that are easily offended or the very soft the very soft spots or tender parts of our hearts um in singleness when we when we don't handle that well or let the Lord look at those places or heal those places and that gets brought up in marriage next thing you know y'all arguing about um something you said to the waitress at the restaurant, which really was not even that serious um you know you want to arguing about really small stuff that's very tedious and it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be that way you know there's no need to hold a grudge over you know somebody leaving their underwear in the bathroom or not putting the seat down or like leaving the garage door up whatever that is you know or like oh my goodness picking up food for themselves but not picking you up anything <laughs> and then being mad about it for four months. No, can we leave that in 2021? Is that a thing that we can do? That would be amazing. I'm saying that like I wouldn't also be upset. I'm sorry. I'm not above reproach at all. But you see what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. So (laughs) with that said, I'm going to end the episode here because I've talked about a whole lot of stuff in a little bit of time. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Thank you so 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 much for listening. Please tune in next time to the Jesus and Whatnot podcast, and also go interact with the post on the Jesus the uh, sorry on the Jesus and Whatnot um, podcast Instagram page ask me questions also I have questions for y'all what do you think about the episode um how do you feel about singleness how do you feel about people's desire for relationship how do you feel about your desire for for relationship had you thought about any of the things that I had already mentioned in the episode um is all this information new to you is some of it kind of new do you have any comments leave them down below well, on the post. Um, and yeah, thank you so much again for listening. And yeah, that's a wrap for this one. So until next time, y'all be safe. wash your hands, w- wear your mask because, as you know, we're still in a panini press out here. because um, <laughs> people don't want to do right. But hey, um, if you feel so inclined, to go get vexed and boosted and all that good stuff but yeah really take care of yourself um let your heart be open to the lord to transform you all those good things and stuff so yeah i will talk to y'all later bye y'all